Here we are again, the show at 5.11. It's not quite as snappy as saying lawyer talk off the record on the air, whatever that other thing was, but the show at 5.11, I think, is uh, we're rocking it. They're one and the same. I hate lawyers. I hate lawyers, so. That's why you wanted to change the name. You're like, like it's not involved anymore. Getting too associated with lawyers. I know. We still cover all sorts of legal topics, though. Well, we just looked at a logo. That said, DUI 360. To anybody that hasn't listened to them with the holidays coming up and everything going on, you'll still be able to find them. If you yeah. subscribe, they're still there. You can go back and listen to them again. But the show 511 will also have DUI 360s. Yep. From time to time. So what was once lawyer talk is now the show at 511. The show 511 still is lawyer talk. It's all the same, in other words. Yeah. Talking about DUI 360s. Do they have the marijuana breathalyzers out in Ohio yet? I don't think so. Nazi knows in Ohio. I've heard tell they exist. I, I question. I mean, look, as far as breathalyzers go, they're, I don't think they have them. No, they don't. <laughs> as far as as far as breathalyzers go, I'm not sure the reliability factor is uh, I don't see how is all that high anyway. But uh, on the other hand, they exist, and we're stuck with them now. As far as um, THC or marijuana breathalyzers, I just can't yeah. imagine. How accurate CBD breathalyzers yeah. or CBD? Yeah, I, I, same. The kind best of thing, thing right? to do would have the client if they have, like an option of taking a blood test. No, you know what you if do if someone's a regular marijuana smoker because that'd be well, different. You're screwed then. No, you got to yeah. offer them. under Ohio law. You're screwed then if you're a regular marijuana smoker. Yeah, well, I know depending on the levels. Up. You know what you got? You got to offer fifteen them. nanograms is like yeah. I'm offering like uh, planters dry roasted peanuts. And potato chips, and see how quickly they consume them. Because if they're high, they're going to be far more yeah. likely to chow down the salty snacks than they would be if uh, they are not. A trick. That seems fair. Just have a seat over here, and they leave a bag of Doritos next to them. <laughs> right. Studies that, have shown. Yeah, I call this the Dorito challenge. Yeah. Studies I'm surprised, have shown I'm surprised that the phone didn't high. ring more today. For we're after Halloween. Sometimes people go out and dress up and like to booze it up. And Thirsty Thursday for Ohio State. You know there was a ton of. Thirsty Thursday, what's that? I don't know. In college, we had Thirsty Thursday. You guys not have Thirsty Thursday? I thought that was like something's going on. I thought too. I was like, yeah, no, we Thirsty Thursday is just get wasted on Thursday yeah, night and bars. You probably don't have class on yeah. Friday. You're going to skip it on Friday. But this Friday, Halloween. Halloween. So everybody dressed up, got drunk up. I don't think we had too many OVI calls today. Did you see the photo of the beard for his, his Halloween costume? I saw it. Oh, yeah. I'm Man, surprised he got the red that out. That is player. Oh, dude, it's, uh, it took some scrubbing. I didn't think you were going to get the red out. Some scrubbing. Now, what kind of what kind of dye did you use? Like a Sharpie? I used no, I used a, an orange spray, and then I mixed in like red and orange like uh, face paint. Because so who were you? Big, I was Yukon Cornelius. Yukon. And yeah. your wife was? My wife was the abominable. The abominable snowman. Yeah, yeah. That was my Yukon Cornelius. (laughs) (laughs) That was one mighty humble bumble. You just had a bad tooth. Dude, it was funny, though, because you're walking around with the kids, you know what I mean? And uh, you just get the dads looking, giggling, like they they know what's up, but nobody's really saying anything. And I'm like, well, that's one mighty humble bumble. (laughs) I'm going to be a little bit off. I, I think it was in California or somewhere, and somewhere else they said that if you're 14, you're not allowed, uh, they're... They cut it off. They cut you off. You can't trigger treat. No more trigger treating. And then I think it was, I like, some I think it was, I think it was over eighteen in, in California. I mean, are they checking IDs? Yeah. What are they going to do? And, and I don't how know. Do you deal I, with the I, can, I can understand the same way they a, find a, underage a, drinkers out. Is it Someone like a DUI stop? They're going to have a Halloween stop. Yeah. But I mean, all the trigger treaters, you got to stop. Uh, what are they going to do? If, make if me every third one. If you're of eighteen and over, I can understand you're going to a Halloween party. But I don't really understand trick or treating. Well, I totally like, understand. I'm just it. gonna have to say if somebody, nobody comes to my house anyhow. Why does the well, governor get to it. say? Just say no if you see some duty or yeah. that you're just that's like, what I'm saying. No, man, you're it's not like, getting it. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Looks mm-hmm. good, but you're not getting no candy. This is for the kids. For but the instead kids. of going on a little jog at the end of the evening, you just walk house to house and you come back with a bag of free snacks. Well, you just say it makes look, total sense. Here's a better plan. Look, parents, household, I know you've got too much candy left over. I'm here to take it from you. Just give it to me. I'll take care of it. I'll donate it. I'll do whatever. And then you just got all the candy you want. You don't even have to trick or treat. You're offering a service. Uh, that's something. Yeah. You know yeah. the thing they're doing now in these little cul-de-sacs? This happened last night. There's probably like 10, 12 houses in this little, you know, dead-end road. They're just putting a table at the at the end of the road, and everybody in the cul-de-sac just, to li- just donates candy. So there's just buckets of candy. Kids just pick up, and you keep going. 
Yeah, that's so it makes bad. it even easier to to get sugar. Oh, look, I Less like work. I like answering the door and seeing the kids in the car. I actually enjoy that. Um, except now I have a dog, and that's sort of a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. so I have to put the dog up, and uh, you know, there was a lot of people with their lights off. A lot of people that were clearly were in the house watching some TV. It was a I blustery night too. I mean, it was windy, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was a vicious. In, in Upper Arlington, did you see in Upper Arlington there was a shooting? I get a text. I get this text, and probably um, wouldn't happen if UConn was there. You know, oh, the abominable people snowman. Don't, people don't mess with UConn. Earlier, later, yeah. Anyway, uh, I got this text, and it says there's active shooting, active shooting, and then it, it turns out that what happened is there was a gal, and this is going to circle right back. You'll see in a second. There was a gal who apparently. 40, maybe she still lived at home with her parents, I don't know, but she shot her parents. I think one of her parents died. Jeez. And um, she was obviously taken into custody. So it was not an active shooter situation at all. But this is back to my Halloween criteria. If you still live with your parents, no matter how old you are, you should probably be allowed to go trick-or-treating. I, I saw you just a general rule. I the, saw, the, hey, you can stay on their insurance. Right. Might as well do you still live with, Do you still live with mom and dad? I know you look like you're about 30, and you probably have a job, but if you live with mom and dad, you can still go trick-or-treating. Seen a post on that bar stool that you like to look at there. Did you see the one with the Ziploc bags of Sprite? Like no. like as a, like these college guys put a bowl out and it says, Happy Halloween, take a bag of Sprite. And it says it's like Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. They filled up with Sprite. So it's like you could just take a Ziploc bag. I saw it. Like, like they took a two liter and, you know, everybody gets it. My brother sent me one where a guy was just taping himself and as the kids ring the doorbell, he would just fling the door open, kind of stare at the camera, and just throw handfuls of candy out the door. So I get, like, pelted with it. Just like, whoa, but having fun with it. So he just keeps opening the door with this deadpan look at the camera and just throws candy out the door at the kids. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, Halloween. But if you guys didn't know, there's 12 reasons why Yukon Cornelius is the most badass Christmas character of all time. Well, I mean, first of all, what's the competition? Well, no, I die hard. Bruce Willis. Ah, uh, well, there you go. All right, so we got it. But now, does, now does, does, does Bruce Willis have a gravity-defying mustache? UConn does. Not just a pretty face, can actually take out the abominable 10 times his size. I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's a reason I chose it as my costume. It's pretty obvious. Are you saying that you could kick Bruce Willis's ass? I can't kick Bruce, Bruce Willis's ass in anything. I could maybe now. How old is he? 70 <laughs> I saw his last movie man he I'm, looked, he still, still looked I'm gonna have to tell you man I would I'd put my money on, 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 on Bruce I never got to fight in life so it, like his characters they can always take a beating and come back always I mean he gets the shit kicked out of him in so many movies and he can always come back yeah I mean think of that all the diehard movies how how he has been pummeled to the dirt and you think no way he can't survive yet another punch and I don't does. know I don't think of him as like a comebacker no, I haven't I haven't he, just, he can't take him out hard. he can't take him out so he's just, Teflon you I just think keep I, beating how, him how many diehards are I think I watched four, one two right? and three it's like Rocky and Rocky 4 is like a piece of iron well, see Rocky's yeah, I, one thing Rambo yeah. there's a new level, Rambo dude. flick coming out you I know? know it was terrible oh is it already out it was in theaters for about a day oh it's already out yeah oh man they didn't do that good I wanted it to be great. I, mean, I, I wanted, I wanted it to be another Dennehy classic. Yeah, I mean, Rambo, number one, First Blood, great movie. Really, Is that the one where he just movie. goes and just camps out in the woods and just that's yeah. that's the original. That's the one. He walks into the town. One that the, is the best. And then the rest of them. He's a Christmas movie too. He's he's up there with Christmas badasses. That Rambo or First Blood was a Christmas movie. Remember all the Christmas lights at the end? He was shooting them up and doing all that stuff. So, yeah. There you go. So is it Bruce Willis, Rambo, or Jeff? So if 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 the timing in the movie is Christmas, that makes it a Christmas movie? Because that's, I mean, that's that's kind of how Bruce Willis, or is that's it how it's released during Christmas time? My neighbor watches Die Hard every year around Christmas time. That's his thing. I bought the trilogy for my yeah. kids for Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so a lot of people do that. Or is there four? Yeah. You know, there's probably like six of them. The good thing about Yukon Cornelius is I love Rudolph. I love that concept. Like, I, I think it's it's just got, it's warm in my heart because I used to watch it when I was a kid. Yeah, but the and nose. And I can watch it with the kids, and it's got all kinds of cool stuff in it for adults, yeah, too. Yeah, but the nose, there's no way that could happen. The nose what? It wouldn't shine. He like doesn't that. say oh, the yeah. nose. Now, the flying part of the reindeer. See, I get that. <laughs> no, no, no. See, it doesn't make. <laughs> but the nose, they just went overboard. No, it doesn't. Re- the movie shouldn't be called Rudolph. It should. No. What should it be called? Yukon. Yukon? Yukon's the focus to me of that, of that movie. It was very. This is just. Rudolph was, I mean, it was very politically correct even back then. They had Atlanta, the Misfit Toys, and then uh, they went to help those. I mean, there was all that uh, empathy and sympathy for that. And Rudolph was getting picked on, and that turned out to be uncool. I mean, it had all the right messages. Yeah. Even back in, like, 19-whatever it was. I think it was 60s. Got to be 60s, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So you had no no trick-or-treaters? No, no trick-or-treaters. You had trick-or-treaters? Were you home? 
I was home. My, my doorbell rang twice. Twice. And each time there was multiple. Uh, no, the first time See, there was about 10 kids. Now, my whole neighborhood, it's a cul-de-sac, so all the kids got together, and, and the parents, and they all, they had the Ghostbusters theme. So parents, kids alike, they were dressed up like Ghostbusters. Hmm. Did you do that? Uh, I was wearing jeans. So you didn't dress up? I did not dress oh. up. I was actually, I was working on uh, studio projects. I was editing the Comedians on South High. There you go. With your host, Jerry Belinsky, <laughs> Jason Banks, <laughs> Kenny Mock, Bobby Dodds. Bobby Dodds. Uh, see, I know all these people, and I've watched hours of it editing. It's funny. It's, it's really funny. So where do you check that out? You check that out at uh, Channel 511. If you go to the Channel 511 uh, website, uh, YouTube. We, we go to the website and way. take you to the YouTube. Yeah. We do have, uh, we got an episode on there. We've got a number of great interviews on Channel 511. Channel 511, this will be another nice segue. Watch how I do this. Uh, Channel 511, I have been interviewing on the video series, the interview series. We did interviews here at the podcast for a while. We still will do that. Uh, but the more formal version is happening at the or on the video set. Uh, multiple camera angles looking like, uh, you know, might as well be on network TV, far I can tell. Uh, but latest was uh, the latest one we dropped. Mark Zatow, a great lawyer up in Michigan, we work with criminal defense guy. You know, sort of weird. Ta- most of the stuff we've done over there, intentionally almost, has been not dealing with lawyers. But this was a lawyer one, and I think it was it was yeah. it was quite interesting. We also maybe off camera more than on for that one. Uh, ironically, we were talking about shaken baby syndrome. Remember that we were talking about, a lot about shaken baby syndrome, and you know, Mark. Uh, you know, check him out at satellalaw.com. He, he's a he's a great lawyer. He d- really, really has made a name for himself, uh, specializing in these sort of child abuse and scientific evidence type of cases. Shaken baby being one of them. And then lo and behold, just the other day, I see a court has reversed a shaken baby uh, conviction. Did you guys see that one? No. Uh, Where's that? It was, um, um, I'm drawing a blank. It sounds like Michigan. No, it was down. Texas. Uh, well, this one I'm looking after. 15 years in prison, a California man has his case reversed, and then there was another one. Um, are they too are they are they reversing it on like scientific evidence? Yeah, Mississippi. So, so yeah, I thought I was going to say Alabama. It was Mississippi. So here's what it is. I mean, shaking baby was this, and Mark was talking to me about this. Gosh, we didn't do that on the on the interview. Either way, before I get to this. Check out the interview with Mark Zatawa on uh, on on Channel 511 on YouTube. Any question, any problems getting there, just go to channel511.com. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see the ever-familiar YouTube icon. All you got to do is click it. It'll take you right there. Hit subscribe. You'll get them all. All right. Now we'll talk about Jake and Baby. But Mark and I were talking about it a little bit, and then we were all just sort of discussing this. And, you know, it, there's this notion of science in a courtroom, which is ironic because the scientific method itself talks about all right, you have this hypothesis, then you have to try to disprove it. And anytime any proof to the contrary just sort of destroys the hypothesis, you got to start over, create another one. And maybe the next hypothesis will say, in all cases except for these types, this happens. Mm. Well, shaken baby was just a conglomerate of really three symptoms, and it had to do with head trauma and uh, subdural hematomas and uh, retinal hemorrhaging, that kind of thing. And it was just these, oh, yeah, we see all these symptoms, so we're going to call it shaken baby syndrome. It spawned years and years and years. When I first started practicing law back 24 and a half years ago, uh, SBS, shaken baby syndrome, was a huge thing. I mean, they, even, they labeled it a syndrome, shaken baby syndrome. And experts would come in and say, yes, it, we know it is shaken baby syndrome because it has these symptoms. And the premise of it, of course, was that Nothing else could cause those symptoms, right. which was complete nonsense. They used to say you couldn't get retinal hemorrhaging, you couldn't get subdural hematomas, you couldn't get this stuff in any other way. Uh, and now it's been proven, and I think lots of people knew this at the time, but it was unpopular to go champion the cause. But uh, you can get subdurals and these injuries and all sorts of other shortfall injuries cause this, and it happens all the time. And, and this court in Mississippi, basically uh, two of the – original experts, I think, or some of the original experts that testified on behalf of the government uh, later say, look, we don't subscribe to this theory anymore and uh, we can't stand behind it. Uh, so so if you're going to say something like that, though, I mean, just in the in 11 years or so I've been here, I mean, I've been involved in a number of shaken baby cases, maybe directly or indirectly, or at least no other lawyers that have. And I just, you know, they bounce questions off me or we're just at the courthouse talking. I mean, think about how many convictions would be based on an expert getting up there and saying, because we see this, this, and this, it has to be shaken baby. Well, dude, there was a time where 
you, if you challenge that, you are a total kook of a defense lawyer. I mean, a kook. You would be say, oh, that guy's just a kook. He's a believer. It's like sort of the politically correct movement uh, that if you're a defense lawyer that took a different Which is weird because the only way you would defend it would be having some other expert say that this is to the contrary. So why would I be a kook? Yeah, I have somebody else. Because they that, didn't. They, people were afraid no to were come out. Testify. Yeah, people were afraid to come out. It was so mainstream. People were afraid to come out. And there were other things like this, particularly it's always when it's like some awful thing happening to Kit. Not always, but often it's, it's like the crime itself has a an emotional component to it that I think lends itself to people saying, well, we don't give a crap about the uh, whatever it is. In this case, it doesn't matter because the ends justify the means. Right. And uh, the other one was indicatorless. Which I guess you could see why you get there. I mean, the victims are the most, you know, Sympathetic. the one we want to protect the most. It's a baby that just can't, you know, they can't care for themselves. So and you people get jump this, right on board with we want to protect them. And these indicatorless, there was a doctor. Uh, Dr. Johnson was his name from uh, Children's Hospital would come into court. I, I cross-examined him, or at least maybe, yeah, probably. Old Bobby Johnson, and he'd come in and he would have this list of things that, kid, like these emotional, psychological symptoms, that he said if there's enough of these, then it must be child sex abuse. I mean, think about that. So, mm-hmm. and, and they were like, your kid lies, the kid misbehaves, the kid gets in trouble at school. Uh, the kid doesn't uh, want to go to sleep. The kid has a check, fr- check. I mean, it was check. just like you could come up with a million other things that were perfectly consistent with those symptoms. But they would say, no, but if you have enough of these symptoms, I'm grossly summarizing, but if enough of these things constellate in one place, then it it's more likely than not that it is child sex abuse and, and this kid's been abused. And we used to, I remember getting up and preparing for these crosses like, what? It's like, this is also consistent with somebody who's a liar. Yeah, it's consistent with somebody who's been manipulated. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah. just somebody you could come up with all these, but no, he was so sure, so arrogant about it that there there are lots of people sitting in prison on those types of cases because of it. It's been totally debunked. So on defense, you bring in your expert. The state has their expert. Do you believe, or do you, your opinion? I mean, is the jury going to be like, well, I think we trust the states more than we trust the guilty with that crooked lawyer they got over there. They're just getting some hired. You know, I mean, I just, I just wonder, I I would have to imagine that that's how people kind of look at it. They're really hard. Yeah. It's like Jared Belinsky investigations. No, that one usually goes through. That usually goes right on through. People, people are like this, you know, normally I would go with the state, but on this one, Jared's been involved. There's no reason not to trust me. And I ate at that guy's barbecue. Let's trust him. Well, you know, back to your question, it, it is, I think it's really hard to say that, particularly if you're like in this budding early challenge, like in other words, it hasn't like this has become mainstream now that shaken baby syndrome is probably junk science, uh, in fact, is junk science. Uh, so it's not so crazy to have an expert that will debunk it. But think 30 years ago, like this guy's a kook. He, th- he The government says this exists and it doesn't. Well, this guy's crazy. He's just doing it for money. Well, I think in sort of sounds like climate change deniers. When you guys were talking, like I said, it wasn't on the show. You, then you also brought up like the arson investigators in comparison. Sure. Uh, same kind of thing. Right. So you get and it, it, what happens is people come in and they say they are sure. And you ask them why they're sure. Well, because I am. And uh, I've seen it. I've been doing it 20 years. I'm positive. This is how it is. And with arson particularly. Now, there's some science to some of it. There is some. Um, uh, complete lack of science to other parts of it, but arson, generally speaking, and, and again, I'm going to get all the, the cause and origin experts in here up, up in arms, but usually what they do is they say, all right, we can't tell how the fire started, so it must be arson. <clears throat> right? And uh, so what- Is that I, bad? So you, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I remember cross-examining. I had a case up in Delaware County, and I was, I was cross-examining this guy, and I was like, so let me get this straight. So you can't tell me how the fire started- and therefore, he goes, it's arson. And I he said, cut you off. He cut me off. It's he arson. cut me off. And I started to turn around. I was like, boy, that answer sucked. And I said, hold on. Wait a second. You just told me you have no idea how that fire started. That's right. So you can't look at me. You can't look at this judge. And you're certainly not going to look at these 12 people and say that this woman started that fire because you don't know how it started. That's right. And don't tell me for a second that you think it's arson when you don't know how it started. He goes, that's correct. <laughs> dun, dun, because boom. it's the, it's the, it was like a Matlock, Eric had, Yavich yeah. had a Matlock moment, a better one than that. But yeah. it's the same kind of thing. It's like, it's complete. It, it doesn't even pass logical sense. Is that, wait a minute, they're, they're, you're not leaving open any other 
uh, air, or any other possibility for the fire starting. And then you've got, uh, you know, you always had the defense that maybe, all right, so it was arson, but maybe it wasn't this person. We apply that a lot in the law, sadly. It reminds me a little bit of like binding over juveniles, like the math problem, like this huge chart of if this, then that, if this, then that. Oh, if the charge is this, if they're this age, then they got to go there. You know what I mean? It's just like we're reaching a conclusion that really isn't involving each child and what is appropriate for them. Well, you want to re- they want, they start with a conclusion and then come up right. with ways to right. justify it. I mean, that's the problem. That is the anti-scientific method. That's the, that's the issue. But no, we talked about arson. We talked about uh, the, the, interview techniques with children and child sex abuse cases. I mean, all these anatomical dolls and all these other interview techniques, which have been totally debunked. Um, worse though, is that the lawyers don't even half the time, like we just, like your, your question, Jared, is such a good one. It's so it's actually really intuitive because the experts come in and they, they look good. They sound good. They work for the government. They must have validity behind them. And then if it gets to the point where I've even seen defense lawyers just accept it. Like I get questions sometimes and people are like, oh, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. And I'm like, <laughs> no, let's look at the video, at least of the forensic interview and see if they followed the right protocol. And they're like, protocol? Like, yeah, protocol. There's a way to do it. And if you don't do it right, there's psychology, actual science behind it that it can actually result in bad allegations. So, or at least ones that would, you would think in the one place on the planet, or at least in our country, where the scientific method should apply and maybe apply double would be a courtroom where you're going to deprive somebody of their life liberty yeah, type of thing. So right. I don't know. We'll look at the case we had up in uh, northern Ohio <clears throat> on alcohol issues. Oh, yeah. And they did this retrograde extrapolation where they're going to come up with some science to say that, um, all right, we know based on our reasonable degree of scientific certainty that uh, this individual would have been above a .10 at X hour at X time or whatever it was. And that was, uh, it had been a long time since I really dug into that. We hired ex- like true quality experts from various parts of the country to look at this case. And I, we, it, it's the same kind of junk science. And the problem is every lawyer, including even the judge and the, uh, the prosecutor, bought it because the guy was polished. He was for the government. He'd been working as a whatever. I think he was in a coroner's office or something from some other county yeah. for the last 25 years. Right. He had a nice distinguished look about him. He could really pitch his testimony well, could write well. And when you really dug into it and looked at it, it was complete bunk. It was total junk science. Right. Just absolute junk science. I mean, I guess it's like if I'm going to put on a hat of like a table pounding defense attorney for a second. It's like when you have science that can be totally refuted by people within the same field, which is exactly what that case was. So whether or not you can actually determine a person's blood alcohol content by taking an amount and then going back in time and estimating exactly what he might've been when, when a car accident happened, for instance, it's like the fact that two people in the same field can completely just butt heads about, you cannot do that. And then somebody gets convicted and sent away for a long time for that. That's troubling to me. It's not like we're talking about, Every scientist in the world is going to agree there's oxygen. We breathe oxygen into our lungs and and what expel carbon dioxide. Nobody's going to. Why, why wouldn't we be presenting evidence that we know is fact sure. in in a courtroom when so much is on the line? Well, and not only that, if you happen to disagree with whatever the government expert says, you must be a hired gun, defense kook, uh, crazy, or whatever. Yeah. But think about it. It's like who has more at stake, really? Yeah. The government employee who wants his PERS, who yeah. wants, uh, wants the but job. I never, I never thought about all, that angle in, like, in, in, in just, arguing. Yeah, like, like going to the jury and being like, do you understand what just happened here? We have two people in the same field with the same you know, credentials, the same background, same education, that totally had differing opinions on whether or not you can even trust this this blood alcohol content. What does that tell you? Well, then to me, I, There's would, doubt. I, would, I would dismiss both. There's doubt. You know, if, if, you, if you got two up there. Well, you got to dismiss and the it, case. Well, not yeah. guilty. Because if you're there, how is that beyond a reasonable doubt? Yeah, even money in a criminal case should be a win. You walk out, right? I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, but I could see where you would conclude that. You should be like, well, let me look at the rest of the stuff because, I mean, he sounded good and he sounded good. I mean, ugh, just let me look at the rest of the evidence, you know? Uh, it's interesting, though. It's like the, the guy on the government's team is coming in and saying, yeah, it happened. We agree with his science. Right. Of but the course. key to a good defense is what you've done and what you did with the arson person. You took their expert. Their arson guy. Use him. And right? use him use as your him. own. You got responses that were helpful to you. You can't beat that. Yeah. I mean, but, but to me, that was a logic game, right? So if you can't prove how the fire started, then how can you say how the fire started? You know, it's like, 
Is it by default? There's, I'm trying to think. Of, there's other stuff in our society we conclude that way, and I can't think of I can't think of an example where if if this this and this that it must be this. And I can't. I just can't. I know there's other stuff, but I can't think of an example. Well, you have to eliminate all the variables, and you know, like they're concluding arson. So if you have this, this, and this, we don't know if it's arson, but it is arson because you have this, this, and this. There's other things in life. I can't think of what they are, but I know there's some things that where in our society we conclude one thing, but we don't really know it. We just defer to that mm, because we're like, you know, it's got to be that then. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a lot. I guess the point is, is that nobody would ever rely on it if there's no emotion involved. You could look at it very logically, but as soon as you add some emotional component or an interest or whatever uh, bias there may be or motive for somebody to believe one or the other, it's like you're, you're we're so quick to believe all sorts of things. And, you know, the courtroom is no different. I mean, it just isn't. I mean, you're going to say, no, I, w- I want to believe this, so I do. And that's how it's going to be. And you probably need to prepare during voir dire the jurors for that. Yeah, you do. But like you said, Jared, it's like there's not, there's only so much you can do there other than what I, not by prepare jurors for it. I usually just call it like I see it. All right, they're going to call an expert that works for the government. I mean, who has doubt that they're going to say something that, 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 that's, going to be, that's going to be consistent with their argument? It's like, of course. And then the same thing on our side. We're going to call this guy. Now, why do you believe his more? Now, there's different ways you can, you, can, uh, you can address it. But at the end of the day, like the case we had, the alcohol case, the guy was well-polished, looked yeah. good, had all the canned answers to all the right questions. And uh, we didn't have to try the case. Otherwise, he would have had to answer the really, really hard questions. We just dealt with them in pretrial. We got the case resolved. But it's like it turns out that retrograde extrapolation is based on like society averages. Yeah, remember that? Like how yeah. your, your rate of elimination. Yeah. It's like Jared, you're gonna buy a house in uh, what out there in Johnstown? Got one identified? Or say let's let's say let's, let's do a little bit better. You're gonna buy one in a nice uh, Westerville community, and. So you're saying Westville is better than Johnstown. That's no, it's a better example right for this. Mm-hmm. I would rather live in Johnstown. Okay. Uh, but it's a Westerville community. There's maybe 500 houses clustered together. That's why I said Westerville. Gotcha. Right. Uh, and there's vapor stores real close by. Yeah. The best. The best. Uh, so, but you've identified the house. It's in this call to or this neighborhood that's got 500 other houses or 1,000 other houses, maybe a couple square miles. And uh, don't worry about the appraisal. You don't need it. We're just going to average the price of all the houses together, and that's the price you'll pay. And that was going to be our argument in this case. It was like, all right, so we're going to take the average, but let's broad, let's make it broader than that. We're going to have to go through not only the entire uh, city of Westerville, but then you got to go to all of Franklin and Delaware counties, and then you got to go to the whole state of Ohio, and then you got to go to the whole country, and then you got to go to the whole world. And then you got to question, well, who did the averaging, and how did that happen, and what, what kind of testing was used? Um, were all the people the same age? Were they this? Were they that? I mean, Do they all have a cracked foundation or just this one? Just this one, right? And it, it, sort of, uh, it sort of exposes the absurdity of that logic. It's like, all right, I get you. If you're going to make a broad average, at least call it a broad average. And then in, in voir dire, Bill, we would say, all right, so what have I told you that you're going to hear uh, just maybe average evidence? Or what, what kind of evidence do you need? Do you need average, more than average, greater than average, whatever it is? It's like, at best, this is average. Yeah. At best, it's average. That sucks. So a C? Is that good enough? Is proof beyond reasonable doubt a right. C? <laughs> no. 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 I wouldn't think well, where so. where is it? You, I want an A, damn it. Or at least a B plus. Uh, I mean, a I'll plus. round up a B plus. That's what I did for college anyway. <laughs> I rounded right up. Rounded up the C plus to a B. But uh, anyway, I don't know where we're talking about. We well, you'd be able to trick-or-treat in that neighborhood, unlike mine. And you were trick-or-treating mm-hmm. going up there. I didn't hand out any candy, but I did go over to uh, Burton's uh, shop there. I went over to his forge. Oh. I went over there and uh, talked with him, uh, which we got another interview on the Channel 511. Forged in Fire. Yep. He was the on History the Forged in Fire show, and I went over there to his forge. He's got a multiple of them going on there, and he had it fired up. His house caught on fire. I'm pretty sure I would know how because he's got fire like going everywhere in his house. He's got he's got a coffee roaster roasting beans over here. He's got a forge going over here with a hunk of metal in it that he's making a, a cleaver out yeah. of. So he's pulling it out, hammering on that. He's got leather over here. He's going through on this. And uh, I was talking to him as he helps us out. He's got a design company. He's helping us with those 360 designs we just showed you for the DIY 360s. And uh, he's making these knives for uh, these green berets. And... Uh, it's, it's it's really fascinating to see the one-off handmade materials 
yeah. that, that, he, that he's got in there. Yeah. And I was talking to him because I do believe that we'll be going back over there. There'll be another show with them. Yeah, we're going back over. We're going over to the shop? We're going over there. Or are you Steve's, guys going to go for to go to break from the Blades Coffee? I, sh- I didn't tell him that. Dude, it's a great name. Breaking man. from the Blades. Break from the Blades. Because he's taking a break from his Blades to brew, you know, roast some coffee beans. Break from the he's blades. actually doing them both at the same time. He, <laughs> was, he wasn't even taking a break. He's got he's got coffee beans roasted in his roaster. He's he's hammering out knives over here. He's got his leather over there. But uh, no, Steve's gonna gonna have him make us uh, some knives. He's gonna bring uh, bring his boy over. We're gonna go over there and check it out. I'd love to get a kitchen knife from him. Yeah, we talk about this. Have we done a show? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. All right. We oh, we did. I didn't didn't recall that. I just knew that I was there on Halloween. Halloween. All right. Breaking news. It turns out Quentin Smith. Bill, this is close to your heart. Oh, they come down with the verdict? Found guilty of aggravated murder. Hmm. He's not, wait, the Westerville guy? He was found mm-hmm. guilty of aggravated murder today. Oh, okay. 19, 20 minutes ago now. Uh, that was Jeez. a jury's finding. Man, um, they didn't deliberate long at all. No. The judge they, told them to bring their suitcases. Really? They're going to be sequestered. I knew Fry would crank that thing. Yeah. And this was the, I mean, listen, this thing began, what, Monday? They had a jury picked by Monday. I don't think the defense put on one witness. Today is November 1st. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. It's done, yeah. Well, they, that's not done. Thing, I, I mean, think it's not done. Like they December, got the death right? penalty phase now. Yeah, so <laughs> this is uh, now there's going to be a death penalty trial. So this is basically yeah. what happens is two steps. They do the are you guilty phase of it, and then they do are you should you die phase of it. And, you know, sometimes guilt is sort of beyond. Now, they got the straw man, the what, buyer of the gun. They they already got him. Or is he done? Because somebody bought him the gun. They so, found out who it was. Yeah, yeah, that guy was prosecuted. He, he was up in Cleveland court. or yeah. something. Yeah. But see, the defense in this case, they weren't or they weren't arguing that he didn't shoot him. They say they, didn't it, it was all about intent. So if there was intent, there's aggravated murder. Yeah. No intent, it would have been murder, fifteen to life. So Man, the big thing was a whole death penalty just thing. Give me murder. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. According to the news story here, their defense centered on the argument that he did not do it purposely, which is one of the legal distinctions between the charge of murder versus aggravated murder. So, you know, purpose, not purpose, but, you know. Per- he didn't set him up. He didn't call the cops in. He was waiting in an alley to, to just go out there and, and shoot them. Sure, that is the. He was trying the, to shoot his girlfriend. That's the. And they interrupted. And then we got the transferred intent thing, if that's the case. Well, it's not that's purpose. Not the case, it's not though. purpose to shoot the cops. Oh, that wasn't what happened. Mm-hmm. It's purpose right. to kill. It, it, the purpose is a term of art that, it, you know, that's the best argument they have. But I think what they're really trying to do is set up the second half of this, which is, you know, maybe spare his life. Was he offered that? I don't think so. Murder for know. life? I don't, think. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I mean, that... that Man, they came. Fa- they came. Would you rather fast just get murdered? Would you rather get death, or would you rather spend life in prison? Death. Death. Yeah. Would you waive all your appeals? I don't know. Who? I. I guess to be honest with you, I couldn't give you an answer to that right now. I mean, how would I know? The only reason I would say no is because the death penalty nowadays is not like, all right, out the back, you're guilty, hang you. You know what I mean? It's like you wait for thirty, thirty-five years before you're even up. Well, maybe you could just waive all your appeals. People do. I know, that. but even then, I don't. When's what's the fastest somebody's been murdered or not, you know put to you're death right, in the United you're, you're States? Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'd like a hanging. Give it to me straight. Public hanging. Yep. Good Give it to you straight. Yeah, just do it that way. I don't get it over with. What if you don't die? It's like at least knock me out. Yeah. 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 What if you're hanging there and you don't die? You just break <laughs> your neck. Oh, they're, 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 you're going to be dead. Speaking of broken necks, you sent me an article the other day on uh, what's that? What was that dude's name that uh, is in tight with uh, Lex Wexner? Oh, Epstein. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Epstein. Forensic scientist. We're back on it. Yeah. yeah so Baden, 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 Baden. And it wasn't Doctor. just it wasn't just Fox News that came out with that report. There was multiple media yeah. centers that came out with it. All the fake news organizations all have of the same them. story. So when they all have the same story, maybe there's some yeah. credibility, right? Uh, no, they said it was more likely. What was it? How did that come out? They said uh, consistent with a. Now, once again, it, that's another expert that was hired by his family. Yeah, but this guy's got a big name. Big, 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 big Jerry. name. Yeah. Sounds fancy. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure." Yeah. But think about. I mean, I don't want to. You know, Wexner gave him the plane, gave him a house. He lived right down the road from me. 
I mean, me being up in Upper New Albany, right there off Kitzmiller. Yeah. He had he had one of his he had a house right there. He was living right amongst us. He was a guy with a plane named Lolita. Yeah, that used to be Wexford's plane. I never would have known him. he was into children. And there was so many people that probably went on little trips. Little in there is probably the that are very powerful. Mm -hmm. That were I'm sure there were a number of people that were like, "What's Epstein gonna do?" It, it, he was with. There's so many people that could have black marks on their record as a result of this that not even the two big political parties are throwing mud back and forth because they both have them. Right? Yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's, there had to be a group of people together and be like, "We're gonna need to take care of this." You'd you'd sent that message over, you know, the the, the report. I saw that and I was like, "Hmm, three can keep a secret if two are dead." Ma'am. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's it. a podcast out on the Epstein thing that somebody was telling me was really good, but they were making these, it, the podcast is almost like making arguments like they didn't do anything wrong. Like apparently Wexner is like this fashion guru that just has an eye for fashion, can put fabrics and colors and things together in a way that nobody else can, but he has no math mind. Whereas the opposite for Epstein, that he has this very math driven structured way of doing things and that's why Wexner gave him so much responsibility in handling his finances. He was like well, a high school wasn't he a high school teacher yeah, he was like that a, was tutoring some people and then Somebody said he was like a genius though when it yeah. comes to numbers but dumb when it comes to everything else. And so like when it came to doing that he could do it right. Now I don't know. I'm listening to the podcast yet, but somebody told me it was it wasn't saying that Wexner is just tied to this Epstein guy and they're all just in cahoots to well, no. engage in child well, no, sex even, trafficking. Even he had said before, he was like, we had parted ties years ago. Yeah. I, I, After I, I gave him a house and two planes. Yeah, like a billion dollar house, right? But I'm not saying that he was going, I mean, I, I, I don't, who knows if Wexner was going on those plane trips and, and doing stuff or Bill Clinton was going on those plane trips and doing stuff or even it wasn't Trump on the plane at one point or Trump knew the guy at one point. Or there's comments of Trump saying he's a good guy yeah. or a smart guy. But uh, I think what the point is, is, like, everybody was close enough to that guy at some point or another that they can't even sling mud back and forth because so many people rubbed elbows with him. Not yeah. to say that anybody necessarily engaged in the conduct. But for him weird. to be it's murdered, like I mean, that is, that is really, I mean, he was, he, was, he, was, he was in his own confinement. So it's not like somebody can just sneak in. To a prison, right, and and choke him to death. It rings of a. I mean, if he was in solitary, meaning nobody else had access to him, or, or presumably people shouldn't have access to him, and he was on suicide watch. Well, he, they'd taken him off a of suicide oh, watch. Well, there he might was be, on there suicide might be watch. Way. That's why there were, there was a whole big uproar there that he had been on it, and then they let off on it. And what if he what if he didn't kill himself, but somebody threatened his family or loved ones or something and said, "If you don't kill yourself in prison, this is what I'm going to do." Or look, yeah, that that know. makes more sense to me. And once again, this whole it sounds like the shaken baby syndrome to me, to, to where, yeah, so he was definitely a homicide. I don't if somebody hangs themselves. I know, but he was seated. I heard he was on his knees and then used uh, asphyx asphyxiation. 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 Yeah, yeah. So he like leaned into it until he passed out, and then the weight of his body hanging on it, being passed out, you know, it choked him out essentially and died. You would expect that to kill you, though, right? So what you are would expect it to kill you, but the, not somebody break said your he had neck. not break it. Somebody he had two broken bones. And that the force being hung like you know the old West style where they kick the bottom out and you fall down. That's what breaks your neck. Well, did they but if you're offer doing it that way? You can't do that. Has anybody postulated an alternative of how he broke his neck? I have you? I've, it's weird what we what we choose is important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, what'll take precedent over that story? You know, this week will be that Popeyes is coming out with a new chicken sandwich, and then that'll be all the rage. That'll be what's oh, really? in the what's, news. Is it breaded? Like, because I don't know. Whatever. You know what I mean? The chicken sandwich is coming back, so it's like. Sometimes we fo we focus on what Trump is doing with Russia, and we'll spend all of our time there, but they ignore what's going on over here. I haven't heard a clear story in Epstein. Have you? You'd think no, and be something honest, you could yeah, figure I out. I'd, 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 I was just scrolling through, you know, in the morning, you know, looking at the news feed there on my, on my smart tablet, a little stinker tinker, and uh, yeah, you got it, and that was <laughs> it right there. And and I didn't I didn't even really read them. I kind of like briefly did, and but it was kind of like eh, you know, I just eh, that's that's not a conspiracy I want to get. Tie my time time up in yeah I, because if it happened it's very difficult for it to happen I'm just gonna say and how one guy could sneak around and not get caught I mean there would have to be so many people involved in it how I, I would imagine maybe I'm dead wrong I mean was there all kinds of people that were allowed to go well, hang out know, with them? if you know about all those people that he was hanging out with 
It wouldn't be I'm hard ta- to get some like deputy that's like, hey, stand well, guard, don't do anything. I mean, look, get in his pocket for, to say. Yeah, but you one deputy's got to be super sneaky. No, you just have to leave the door open. Okay. I, look, I don't know the I don't know the uh, the fact logistics that have, of the like, prison either. There's no like video of it. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I think there's maybe video. Is there any video? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, there's that nothing. prison has a bad history of. Uh, yeah, dude. Where was he happened? Something happened. Somewhere in New York. Uh, Somewhere in New York, York. Of, Alca- of like Alcatraz, just rule violations, rule infractions, stuff like that from from the guards. And well, so does Franklin County. Look, though. even even aside <laughs> from the conspiracy theory motive, if if you followed any of the news story and you're a prisoner there or a jail or waiting whatever there, you would know that he was a child molester. And. What other, what's the biggest motive, at least my understanding, one of the biggest motives in prison or in jail is that if you look, if you fucking, you screw with kids, you're going to get, I mean, Dahmer didn't make it that long incarcerated <laughs> right? before sort of, they right. found him <laughs> beat down. Yeah. So there's, you know, it could be that he was just killed because he was an asshole. But once again, it's very elaborate. Gonna, I mean, it's Make so it elaborate. Look like a would, suicide while in jail. So if, you, if yeah. you're on solitary, there's there's very rare chance of other inmates getting around you. It would have had to have been an inside job. If he didn't commit suicide, we don't know. Yeah. We I mean, to, well, even some doctor's report, we don't like, know. I, mean, I don't know that doctor's how much did he reputation. Weigh? How big was he? I mean, like, Number did, big, did, like when he passed out, did he... You know, I mean, did a little snap twitchy, neck, a little yeah. twitch there. Well, who knows? Maybe when they were carrying or, him around, or, or they sometimes people twitch. Body. You know, yeah. whenever he's done, maybe maybe he could yeah, have gone. Maybe, maybe he, bone that way. He yeah. could have gone into like a seizure. Yeah, you know, maybe he was trying to hang himself. He had a seizure. We're just gonna have to around. have all these trusted doctors take a look at it and give us tell us what really happened because they know how to do shaking baby. They know how to do all these other cases. They can tell us what really happened. Come right. On. So who's? Uh, all but right. in six months, no one's gonna care. Yeah, no, because right. it's yesterday's news. Yeah, no. You Why don't do we mean? have we have it's celebrity like, breakups this, here? By the way, this right here is a sheet that was left over from uh, the comedians on Spotify, oh. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole like, other story on that right there. To be honest with you, nobody cares. Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes are dating. I guess so. Jeez, I didn't know that. Jamie Foxx is like the coolest guy of all time, so I guess I could see. But Katie Holmes seems kind of quiet. All right, so Plus she was married to a Scientologist. So yeah, I got to go back to Epstein for a second. Here's what he noted: that the 66-year-old Epstein had two fractures on the left and right sides of his larynx, lar- lar- larynx, specifically the th- the thyroid cartilage or Adam's apple, as we hmm. know it, as well as one fracture on the left hyoid bone above the Adam's apple. It's on the hyoid. Those three fractures, according that's to that's default. That's default murder. Baden, those three fractures are extremely unusual in suicide hangings and could, and could occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. So this is the crap we get. Look, I, there you go. More common, extremely. Extremely right. unusual. Like yep. what kind of scientific terminology right. is that in suicide right. hang- and could occur more commonly in homicide and strangulation? So I don't know. He's also a Fox News uh, contributor. There fair, you have it's it. It's fair and balanced, though. So. It's, it's gospel. I mean, he's probed the cases involving OJ, JFK, Martin who, who Luther King. Who is it? Baden. Baden. Like, I, I always Baden? Said, yeah, you know, I mean, he's a, he was a New York City medical examiner. Oh, yeah. Michael Baden. Doctor, he's done all sorts of things. But, he, he you know, he anyway, it, it is what it is. I mean, that's that sort of weaselly, yeah, sort of uh, superlative. That is know, something yeah. that we Americans do love, don't we? We love the conspiracy, and we love that nothing's you know black and white. Coming down, you said JFK. It's oddly enough, I was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and, and he brought up you know how JFK was killed, and he doesn't think Oswald did it. I was like, no, Oswald did it. He did it. I said, I believe that he was influenced. I was like, yeah, remember, he was running around with the Russian party, you know what I mean? And right now, you know, the, the, the terrorists know how to use computers better than we do. You know, they're clued in on the cell phones and how they talk to each other. They talk in code amongst the Internet. You got the dark web where the dark web is the same web as what we use, except for you have to know dot, 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 slash, 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 X, 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 Y, 3. Bill knows the dark web. You have to know the exact code to get, to get yourself there. <laughs> 
but they are using that. The terrorists right now, ISIS, whatever one you want to pick, they are recruiting through the internet. They find people and then they influence them and then they push it onto them to where they will get somebody onto their team and maybe have never met them. Don't have to fly them out to Al-Qaeda training camp. They can just talk to them through the internet. They can influence them and they can, you know, give them ideas. Maybe you should build a bomb like this. Yeah. Maybe you should, uh, you know, I mean, do it, do it, do a shooting of this matter. So we, we love the fact that it can't be that. I love yeah. that a dark web exists. I mean, it's like this, this is like this mysterious thing that it, it actually exists. So there is this place called the dark web. I have no idea how to get there. I you asked a client there. one time. You can get there. I was it's, like, it's how the do same you, web. How do you like get on it? <laughs> well, you, you're, you're already on it. There's, there's no, no difference. Like, there's no, there's no separate Web. Right. Somebody said they have to send you a password or well, some or sort of who's or something like that. Is there like a Whoever, dark web? Somebody like, that created the site. And yeah, like if you want to create us, yeah, you create a site and you can only get there if you know exactly how to get there. Like right now, you Google something, you know what I mean? You're like Best Buy. Take me to and Best then, and Black it'll, it'll take you to the quick website. Best Buy. But then if you really look at it, there's a slash slash dot this that you know the search engines. There's an IP address. Pick out what you yeah. want. An IP address. You have to have the exact IP address. So there's a lot of dark web, like, and I learned this from- I think from the government created it, too, by the way. National Geographic. Was, no, it was, it's, what's you, his name? It was- uh, Al Gore. Al Gore. Al oh, Gore yeah. Dark Al, web. Fucking Al. And uh, so uh, National Geographic has got, you know, multiple different shows on it. One of them Save is- Save the world. Too. I think it's Drugs, Inc., you know, they, which that's a series of theirs. And they did a thing on buying drugs on the dark web. Mm -hmm. And literally, if you know the address- you can go there, and then they, which they found a couple dark web addresses, and they were even stating that it's not a different web, it's not a different internet. It's the same one. You just know, have to know how to get there. It's a different server, to a different place. Mm -hmm. You can't. It, it doesn't let itself get there unless you unless it tells you how. You need directions to get there. You, right. Well, that makes sense. So then they would go there and they like look the, it up, and, and they had pictures of heroin and weed and cocaine and whatever you wanted. And then so there's like a dark then you needed, somewhere. Then you needed bitcoins because mm -hmm. they're they're buying in bitcoins. So then there was another dark web thing for to find the bitcoins where you know they were doing this documentary National Geographic, and they go down this and they found this guy. So then they met him on the street corner, gave him three hundred dollars. He gave him a code. Okay, so you just bought three hundred dollars with the bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Now they went back up to their dark web to their drug website. They entered in that bitcoin thing right there. Bada bing, bada boom, doom. Next thing you know, delivery. Here you go. Here you go. Sort of like uh, DoorDash or whatever it is. Dark web DoorDash. And so, you know, you get in the dark web and, I'm, you know, they trade. I'm sure that's, you know, human trafficking to, you know, uh, how to's. Yeah. We're, you know we're, what I mean? Of, 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 the, of the dark in there. You know who knows about the dark web, I'll bet? Bruce Willis. No way. Yeah, he was. He played that movie one time where he uh, hired somebody to build him this laser-sighted super gun, <laughs> and he sailed from Canada across the Great Lakes and came in. Yeah, the Jackal. Jackal. Yeah, I read that book about the actual Jackal. That guy was pretty insane. Yeah, he knows, but yeah. Bruce Willis could figure out the dark web. Yeah. So that was the Jackal was a real guy. Yeah, it's like kind of based yeah. on it. I think it's loosely based on it. I think the Jackal was a figure that was involved overseas in the Middle East before Osama bin Laden and they killed him before that but I read a book on a um, it was a military guy that went through Vietnam went through other things and during his some of his trips overseas one of those was to investigate the guy they knew that as the jackal yeah no a movie that's coming out that is real I don't go see a lot of movies I really don't but I do there's one coming out that I definitely want to go see Ford versus Ferrari Yes, yeah. I've seen that. That looks pretty and, good. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's you know that's Shelby. It's about Shelby and uh, who's the driver? I forget his name. Uh, but I mean, it was just I forget the whole story. That's why I want to see it there too. Somewhere down the line, Ford was working with Ferrari, and they had a deal where they were going to build a car together, and then Ferrari backed out, mm -hmm. and uh, Ford number three or whoever said the Ford just got furious with Ferrari. So he was like. I want to beat them. I want to beat them on Monza. I want to build them a better car. And somebody was like this, you're Ford, <laughs> you know, and then the, just going to let you know right now they're Ferrari and you're Ford. And then they got with Shelby. Who's, you, I, know, you know what the I think he's racers. doing? That's oh, what my dad, my dad's got Shelby, you know, he, you know what he's doing? Yeah. He's making fun of Italians. 
what the hell, man? <laughs> it's Ferrari. I didn't, Ferrari. I didn't, See, real, Ferraris I didn't even cool. realize I was doing that. I think the original Ferraris didn't living. even have a rear view mirror because it doesn't matter where you've been. It matters where you're going, man. Well, right, pretty right, right. There's a number on that European cars. I remember like, <laughs> when, like when, B, when BMW and Porsche were trying to up their sales in America and the American teams were like this, well, we need cup holders. And they were like, what do you mean you need cup holders? They, they were blown away that Americans need cup holders. Right. Like, and they were like, people, what, what are they there? <laughs> are people drinking? And they're not talking alcohol. They were right. just like, people are drinking in America while they're driving. They thought that that was absurd. Yeah. That, that that it's insane that that people are driving and and have an iced tea. And yeah. so you know, there's a big difference. But then that's how that that Ford GT got built. You know, and uh, I, I like I say, I've heard bits and pieces of the story through watching uh, programs on automotive, like on History yeah. Channel. So my dad was going to drive it out to Vegas to have him sign it, but Shelby died. Yeah, he couldn't get out there. Yeah, fast he, enough. he did. He signed a number of them there. Yeah. If you pulled up there and he was about, he would sign, he would go sign the dash for you. And there were yeah. some of them that were sold that he signed them. Yeah, I think he would I'm sign sure. like there was a number, like you know, what I mean that that, that he would produce because it's not like he built the whole car. He would go, you know, I mean Ford would build it, you know, leaving parts and things yeah. out. Then he would receive it. It's kind of like was it Reinhardt and there's, customizer. There's, you know, what I mean like Kosh, the, there's, like there's the, Ross. There's there's a number. The Camaro that did that. The uh, the Saline Camaro. Yep. yep. Yep, yep the company sailing race company yep. and so you know they get the cars and they they you know change the brakes to the drive shafts or whatever needs to you know to be done on there like like bandit did with the firebird but ford <laughs> beat them you know what i mean they won i guess it's big spoiler alert to anybody want to go see the movie Ford, yeah oh, ford, ford wins, ford that, wins. so yeah the, ford wins he's busy he's making fun of the italians yeah. again yeah 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 no, but they did. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because the, the Europeans did come in, the BMWs, et cetera. They learned a long time ago. They learned before America learned what we like are luxurious, quiet-sounding, and very uh, plush-looking interiors. And they started to do that. So if you look in the 80s, those cars had that first, and they were way ahead of the American cars. Well, the American we eventually caught on. So And, and uh, even uh, when Chrysler and Dodge and Ram, I have that truck, when they wanted – you, there was a time when they sort of jumped ahead in their sales because they did that. They made their interiors really cool, and they started to style up their exteriors, sometimes to the point where you couldn't see very well, and they weren't very safe, but they sold. That's like Cadillac. 1970, I think that was, that was like the benchmark there. If, if, you were, if you were successful and you wanted a big, 1970 was the Cadillac. But if you go back to our history, you know, 1870 to 1970, that's the biggest change and run and, you know I mean, from the internal combustion engine, you know I mean, forward. That 100 years was the biggest growth. And then from then, you know, we've kind of stopped well, I growing. Wonder, we go, I we're wonder, going Tesla route, dude. I wonder if that's... Going I wonder all if battery operated. We might be experiencing something like that right now. I mean, it's like our kids, my kids will never have made a phone call in a phone booth. Hmm. They will have never dialed a rotary phone. They will never have uh, just insert whatever. It's like they probably yeah. will never... They don't know what a brace and bit is. They don't know what, uh, I mean, it's like they've always had certain things that they, they have no concept of what, what a brace and bit is, though. That's the old uh, drill that you do. Oh, yeah. But a lot of, <laughs> it, what I got a lot a of it is reinventing the wheel. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you know, since 1970, we, we've continually reinvented the wheel, reinventing communication, reinventing hmm. the phone. Holding. Reinventing, yeah, reinventing uh, a, a smoking, but it's light not fire it's actually, yeah, but it's, it, you know, yeah. and then it just comes into where, Used to, you'd have a lot of body changes in the automotive industry. You know what I mean? New for, you know, the bumpers and things. And now they don't do as many changes as you see aesthetically. It's internally. It's the uh, uh, Bluetooth. It's the stereo. It's the, the onboard computer. It's the navigation. It's the, you know what I mean, night vision. It's the, like you said, the Tesla, yeah. the, the self-driving. Well, the self-driving, right? So I, was I remember the first time I got a car with the, with the camera in the back where you can see where you're backing up. It's like, it's yeah, pretty That's a sweet. game changer. Yeah. Or the I now I now if you driven one of the cars that uh, I driven a Honda CRV I think you just let go of the damn thing I mean yep. it, it'll it'll you just let go and you all you have to do is fake it like you touch the wheel once and it'll go right back on I mean you, you it'll drive itself for a long time it'll beep at you and not let you get over if somebody's in your blind spot my I mean, Cadillac does that right? that's crazy and stuff. I absolutely at first I was nervous about it but I love it mm -hmm. I love the auto cruise control. Because, like, if you're going, I remember the first time I ever used it, me and Shorty went down to Nashville. I was like, I'm going to give it a try. And I remember I seen this guy going crazy and cutting around. And I knew it. I just knew that he was going to cut in front of me. Looked like you wanted to part. And uh, <laughs> I knew he was coming. And I had my foot ready on the brake, right? I'm ready. 
I was like, I was like, I told Shirley, I said, don't worry, I'm ready, but I want to see what the car will do. And sure enough, the guy cut right in front of me. Man, it hit the brakes, it slowed down, and because you can set it three different settings, like how far, you know, what I mean, small, medium, and large, and and it will. Now, the one thing that I have found that's bad on it, so you're driving along, it's you're, I'm talking, paying less attention to yeah, the road, it's, I guess. This stuff's all bad. But man. Where, here's where here's where it got bad on me is that I might have the crew set at seventy, right? And I get in some kind of traffic area, and I'm behind this guy, and I got nice assured, clear distance because it's keeping it for me. But he's only doing sixty-five, right? And I might be, I might have a cruise. Let's say I got my cruise set at eighty. I don't know why I would ever do that. Who would do that? So to speak. But let's just say I had it set at eighty. <laughs> yeah. And then I realize that I'm getting past, and I look down, and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm just going to go as fast as the guy in front of me. Um, and it will. It came down to where we got stuck in traffic, where they'll come to a full and complete stop, and then they'll start pulling away. And then it starts driving again. It's like there's your no car does that. Yeah, the Tahoe. No, not the Tahoe. The oh. my Cadillac. It's a twenty. That's a what years my Cadillac. Twenty fourteen, I think. That's pretty. Oh, cool. that's an old yeah, one. Too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and it's so it doesn't have. The, they have the full adaptive now to where literally hands free. On this one, it's not hands free to where it won't it won't start turn or anything like that. But it will buzz me like you said. So if I go over a line like this, and it'll 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 make me go through. Now that. the Honda shocks you. It's got like a little this. current through the steering wheel, so if you uh, if 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 you try to do a move, it shocks you. It's no, like the Pavlov's dog. The the new auto draw on <laughs> you're, Cadillac. You're lying. I'm totally lying. Oh, right. well, they've got them to where they. they I didn't know if it had they, like they a they buzz can watch in the steering wheel or what. Through the, through the seats <laughs> to where if you like, let's say you fall oh, asleep. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Fall asleep, that it'll turn up the stereo or it'll it'll turn the AC. It'll make yeah. noise to wake you up. But it'll buzz your butt. I've, I've seen mm. it'll buzz your butt if you're going to hit somebody. Well, mine will buzz my butt. Yeah. I can turn that off, too, if I want to. Yeah. Why would you turn, turn that off? It sounds amazing. And I wish it had the auto steering. I would let it. I'd, I'd roll with it. Just roll it. I would. But I like I liked the cruise there just because I set it, and it's just, it's up. It takes less. It, it makes driving less stressful. It's a lot easier to not spill your drink. Yeah. Yes. And you're it's a lot easier to mix a drink. Make an egg and cheese sandwich, too. From all the fast food places you can pull through and get food. You don't eat in my car. Oh, you can't eat in your car? No, no not yeah. even shorty. Yeah, you don't want flies in yeah. there. <laughs> you don't eat in my car. <laughs> Bill said it the other day. <laughs> yeah. You guys got in my car that the flies were it, crazy. This was <laughs> unbelievable. There's like a... <laughs> 50 flies in there. You, you, want, you want to know why? It's because whenever I was I was making the hot sauce there, the video that'll yeah. be coming out here soon. Yeah, I know. Like whenever I had it, I had my I had the rear of it open, and right now out in the Johnstown area and closer you get to Croton, <laughs> the flies are a situation. Yeah. But they didn't want to leave. We had the no, windows down. They just hung, dude. Oh man. Oh, they don't want to. They got a nice we, warm environment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was it. We've been dealing with them flies. That smoked turkey was daddy too. It's good stuff. Good stuff, man. Right. I think I know what I'm Where doing. Where are we at? Are we we probably should end it, huh? Yeah. End it. Man. We're done. I got a brief due, man. I got to type for like the next five hours to make sure I get this in on time. I I can imagine there's that one person that would really like you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like if I was paying you. This was just for practice. I'd be like this. I'm, boy, I, I really hope that my turn is not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just I really hope that he's turning that. And God, right now he's probably got it done. He's just doing some final polishing. Yeah, that's all it is. A little, it's some some tweaking. Yeah, I've written some of my best work. Do you need some help? With I'll, I'll sit no, down with I'm you. Good, dude. I'm I'll good. proofread it. I've already read it all. I've read the whole transcript. I'm already. I'm, I'm I'm basically done. Well, the one case we worked on, Bill, I think I wrote like 50 pages in about two hours. Just cranked it. Just cranked. Yeah. Let it rip. You now, need help with yeah. table contents? I'll get it that man. Yeah, I heard you're good mm. with periods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I was a, I used to be yeah I am sort of picky about formatting stuff. It's got to be right. Yeah. I learned this a long time ago because when you learn when you uh, are a procrastinator like I am and you tend to blow off everything. Now this is my high school days more than anything. I learned something. Whatever you hand in at least should look good. If it looks good, hmm. you, you, you're fifty percent home. It's got to look good. In high school, I found that I if you know, turn man. in nothing at all, okay, because if you turn in something and you half-assed it, you'd have got a 50%. Don't turn in anything. So this is called slipping through the cracks. So at the end, at the end right there before they're like, Jared, you are not going to pass this, I'll tell you what, you never turned in any of your reports. If you turn in your reports, now you see, he'll go back to me instead of getting the, then I have more time. 
you just put it off to the end. Then so no. you get okay. I mean, you got to negotiate the deal. It's not up for every kid. You know, yeah. you got to be able to sit there and be like, "Hey, man, I'll tell you, I didn't get that turned in. What if I do that?" Well, report? it's got to be worth it. Yeah, it's got to be worth it. Because I had to a class. them, it was very worth it to get me out of the class. Buddy, I had a buddy that reminds me a lot of you when I was in college. Good and looking. He just, and he just, well, sort of. And he just had this concept of, all right, well, I'm not going to do something that isn't worth it to me. And we had this, we were supposed to keep a, it was an econ class, a journal the entire year. So that we kept the journal the, journal the entire year after every class, what you learned, some things, some thoughts, all that kind of crap. That is kryptonite for me. I could not <laughs> have ever do done that. Any, he didn't do any of it. Didn't do it. He's like, I'm not doing that. So we have this test, and let's say the test is worth 100 points at the end of the year. Okay, so test is 100 points. So like the last day, he goes, you know, so-and-so, you're the only one that did not turn in your in your journal. And he goes, sir, can I ask you how many, much the journal's worth? He's like, 20 points. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to do the journal. And he was just like, his look on his face was like, why would you, you know, you're paying for your education. Why would you, you know, sacrifice what you could learn from doing this journal? And he goes, because the test is worth 100 points. And the journals were 20 points. I'm just going to do my best on the test and just make it up. Yeah. And it, it, this guy could not wrap, wrap his head around why he didn't want to do this assignment. I used to get that. It's going just go, Going through, yeah. I mean, multiple, even before high school, you know, especially like in middle school, they'd be like, does very well on his exams, but will not do his homework. Yeah. You know what they call yeah. that in the business world? A genius. Logistics. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you got to, they're like, do 50 of these math problems. Well, if I can't figure out one, then then there's an issue. I'm going to have to do a few. But if I can get it, why do I need to do 50? That seems that seems like a waste of time. Once you well, get I the could be riding you get a dirt it. bike. Yeah. 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 No, that once I get the you know it's like okay, I've got it. I know how this works. Yeah, if I do it 50 times with different numbers, it's still the same thing. So why do I need to sit around and do all of this some logic to that, and what waste if, my time? What if there's like clusters of things where they change yeah. incrementally? Steve, I've already done one trial. Why do I, mean, I need I don't 50? I need to practice my evidence rules. So that I has already done nothing one. to do. It's about it's multiplication. It's a, no, you're right. So if you're, if you're talking about a rote formula, once you know it, then you can apply it over and over and over again. I, I can sort of see that. Now, my problem was I couldn't even do the one. So then I didn't do the other 49 either. See, but I couldn't read books either. I, I couldn't read, but like I, I, I would get done with like maybe I get the first you know few paragraphs, and then as I'm reading the words, my mind is elsewhere. Dirt bikes. You know what I mean? Dirt bikes. It's something else is going on there, and I'm thinking about it. And then I would get done with a chapter, and I'd be like, I just read that chapter, and I know the first page. I've done. I've and done that before. would be it. Yeah. And uh, that's just that was horrible, well, man. I mean, that's you see now we call this ADHD. I have the same thing. Yeah. I can I can read a thousand pages of something I want to read. I can't read two of something I don't. Yeah. I mean, to sit down and say you have to read this article, and I'm looking at that like, hmm. yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Not until and sometimes I try to schedule it. It's like, all right, you have to read this tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Otherwise, you're gonna get in all this big trouble. And I find a reason not to read it until the next morning after that. Eventually, I get the work done, but it's very difficult. It's got to be the right mindset. Until you want to do it, until you're actually interested in it, it's impossible to focus on it. For Christmas, you know, we got books from uh, from from Palmer last year. Remember, we all got books. Yeah, and I got I got multiple of them. And uh, one of them's sitting out, and my buddy Jimmy stopped by, and he was like, "Hey, man, uh, are you done reading that AD, that ADHD book that you gave me a book? It's, it's, it's a good book. ADHD, I read like ten pages of it. The ADHD, <laughs> the ADHD advantage, right? Yeah. He's like, "Oh, did you read that book?" I said, "No." I have ADHD. <laughs> I was like, Shorty's been reading it. I was like, I, I haven't read it. I read the cover. Yeah. Front and back and the intro and the outros. Shorty's been going through it and she found and she's like, yep, the, look here, this is just like you. Look, this yeah, is just like you. There's a lot of, there's, the, the, the audio book, book is, has ruined that for me. I mean, I listen to so many audio books now. I think the only book, last book I remember reading was in middle school and it was called Death Watch. Death Watch. If they made it into a movie, I would pick Bruce Willis as the star. Isn't he like 70? When he had hair or when he's bald? <laughs> Either one. Right. They both will work on this. Right. This guy, he's kind of, he's like being hunted by, by some other guy and he's like hiding and he found a place to hide and he's got to eat this pigeon and, and it's just like. Oh, you, you're talking about the movie The Game with Ice Cube? Uh, no. Yeah, no, great movie. I'm talking about a book that i read the last book that i read uh 
I guess let's try to think about that. It'd be about 30 years ago or so. No, it's Ice-T. It's Ice-T was in that movie, The Game. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, dude. I don't know The Game. The Game? Yeah, they just pick up a, a guy, homeless guy on the street, and they say, hey, man, I'll give you 100 bucks if you can run this treadmill for an hour. So he runs on the treadmill for an hour, and they say, hey, good job, yeah. He goes, well, we're going to take you on a trip. We're going to help you out. We want you to go on a hunting trip with us. And uh, you just take care of us. We'll pay you to do it. And they put him up in a cabin, give him a nice big steak dinner and a little wine. Wake him up at 5 a.m. and say, guess who's going to be hunted today? You got an hour head start. Go ahead. Iced tea. Great movie. Nine out of ten. There's, Lemonade. There's no four out of five stars. Lemonade. Great movie. There's an old short story, The Most Dangerous Game. That was that. And they made that's a, what it's yeah, that's yeah. what it's written off of. And they made a yeah. Uh, a it movie might actually be called The Dangerous yeah. Game. Brando maybe. I like was the in game there. better though. Yeah, yeah great Most movie. Most Dangerous though. Game. Yeah. My, my brother and I used to watch when we were kids. On that note, well, what happy a, Halloween. What a great way to segue into the conclusion then. So this has been another riveting episode of the show at five one one. Covered lots of stuff. Covered the news. Covered. Uh, Happenings at the studio. We covered Epstein. I don't know some science stuff, some legal stuff, <laughs> movie stuff, Bruce Willis, and everything in between. We'll just leave it at that. So, uh, until next time, this is the show signing off.